Hello, anime bitches and uh, big titty goth. <laughs> Uh, hello are you, are you recording yes i am <laughs> hello and welcome back to season two of the whole lot nothing podcast as usual my name is roland prince and across the table from me is my boy jamie lee say hello to the people's jamie lee greetings and welcome to season two <laughs> just before this uh we started recording we were listening to what, 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 what i think it's called oh. trap niggas and anime bitches thick thick anime bitches no thick noonus and oh. anime anime titties thick, thick niggas and anime titties yeah i, I don't get anime the pa- i don't have the n-word pass uh, I, don't, anyway. I don't get that pass you do yes yes i i haven't given him an n-word pass uh, so uh no, no you have in private yes in one private, one but, but what but no not not a public n-word pass no yeah word. that's that's wild bro. yeah i don't i just don't want to use that word <laughs> This is a hell of a way to start off. The it's just, second it's a little risky. Yeah, a little risky biscuits. Uh, yeah, just Yo, best to not. Speaking of it. risky, you want to know something that I watched recently on TV? Uh, so the, I was watching Netflix. I was with my buddy Jeremy Story, who, by the way, we're, uh, he's an audio engineer from. Uh, he runs Storybook Studios, audio engineer from Ottawa. He was uh, one of my first ever audio engineers when I started getting into music. But uh, anyway, we're gonna have him on the podcast at some point. But anyway, I was chilling at his place, and uh, we're watching uh, Netflix. We're scrolling through. And uh, we see like this roast series and it's like, you know, Jeff Ross and, and mm. he gets like a bunch of other people to come up but Jeff Ross is the main host. So we're like, okay, cool. Let's click on this. And the, uh, the first roast is of Freddie Mercury. And then of course they have someone dress up as Freddie Mercury. And it's like, they're, oh, all, yes, they're roasting dead people. Like it's his famous roast of history. And they had him being roasted by uh, someone playing Kurt Cobain, uh, <laughs> someone playing David Bowie. And then there was one more artist. I completely forget who it was. Uh, yeah, Prince? Totally, no, it wasn't Prince. Mm. Uh, but the funniest joke that I've told to me, spoiler alert. So just like skip the next like 10 seconds, uh, is when they're introducing Kurt Cobain, uh, the way they introduce him is, uh, and now the only musician to ever turn himself into a wind instrument. Oh Kurt Cobain. God. Oh my God, uh, bro. I, I lost my shit when I, when I heard that it's it dark and cynical or whatever you want to call it, but it's. Yeah, that was funny. That's Jeff Ross's comedy for you, but and welcome to season two. Welcome to, yeah, welcome to season two. Yeah. Um. Anyway, sorry, that was the weirdest intro. I tried yeah. to segue right into conversation so we could keep going, but uh, let's so, let's briefly talk about why we're doing season two and sure, why yeah. there was such a big break. So essentially, what happened was around January of last year, the studio that we were filming, not filming, recording these podcasts in, uh, was acquired. Yeah, um, my building got bought out. So By Rockify. Yeah, so I was in a building within the uh, Canada North Technology Park. And for those of you who don't know, uh, Canada is like the main like tech hub within Ottawa. Silicon Valley of the North is kind of what it's yeah. referred to often. So this little, uh, so Canada North Technology Park is one of the biggest technology parks in Canada. And uh, I had a building within there. And, uh, you had a room within a building. A room within a building, yes. That's where I did didn't most have of my recording. The there, was, there was a couple other business, small businesses in there, and then there was a larger business, and basically we were using about 80% of that building. So uh, a larger company went to my landlord, and they were like, yo, we're going to use 100% of the building. We'll pay you more money for our uh, for our rent because we're using more of the building, and uh, we'll pay you extra money to kick everybody in the building out early. It was too good of an offer for so them to refuse. Any, any business oriented person listening to this is like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I would do that. So and we're just like a tiny little podcast. Yeah. So like, I, I get it. But the uh, so the landlord's like, yeah, all right, I'll take the money. We'll kick these guys out. So we all got kicked out. And then uh, Ruckify, uh, shout out Cody Party. Uh, he's the owner of Ruckify. <laughs> Ruckify. R- Ruckify. Ruckify. Yeah, Steve Cody. They're actually a brilliant company. Oh, yeah. It's a really good idea. Like, I'm not I'm not mad about the situation. The only thing I'm upset about is the fact that I, I lost a studio 
uh, to this larger business. But you know, it is what it is. I'm going to come back stronger and uh, and better and find myself uh, another location yeah. eventually. But you know, it's and if you don't know what Rockify is, essentially they're an online don't rental. don't don't plug them on my no, podcast. No, they're they're a cool okay. business, all right, all and right. they plant trees for every transaction. Oh, really? Yeah, one tree. So Rockify is an online rental marketplace for essentially the sharing economy. So oftentimes, if you have things like whether it's camera gear, an old trailer, tools, or literally anything you can think of, you can put it on a Rockify and people can rent it out from you. Uh, and it's all insured under their kind of like terms and conditions and stuff. So it's really safe. Uh, and it's it's brilliant. Like you can rent just about anything you can possibly imagine, which for most things that you want, you're not you're probably not even going to, you know, like use it more than once or twice <coughs> yeah. uh, for certain projects. So uh, I'll actually be putting some camera gear like my GoPro or camera setup, and especially my gimbal now. I'll probably put that up to rent just to make some passive income. So entrepreneurial people out there, you could literally create your own Ruckify store, get things that you know have utility and people would actually be searching for to look for to use and rent them out. And you can start your own little side hustle of passive income that way. So if I just have like extra pairs of shoes laying around that I don't wear, just be like, yo, I can rent my shoes. Yo, I got these Jordans. Look at these J's. I'm, I'm the broke boy from Canada. No, I do not have Jordans. <laughs> I, I own zero Jordans, but you know. But yeah, so because that business acquired our space, your space, but you yeah. think our because I was there a lot too. Yes, yes. Um, because, that, because they acquired our space, uh, we didn't really have much of a setup after that. Following that, both of us uh, really had completely opposing work schedules. Uh, at the time, I was working for a startup, and then I started traveling a bit. So right after I went to Florida, New Orleans, Newfoundland, all within like a couple weeks. Uh, and then I went to Peru in June, which was sick. Then I went to Europe for a month in August. And then I've just kind of been all over the place. And then when I got back, now I work evenings and days, and you work evenings and days, but... Like on a weird schedule, it, it, yeah. Yeah, they're just like... Weird schedules. I've got three jobs at the moment. Yeah, you've got one that's kind of well, I've got two. two. I've two. got two. Um, so you're like freelance sort of work. Yeah, I got freelance work, so I'm still doing uh, recording, mixing, mastering, and uh, production. And for those of you who uh, who are interested in any of my services, go over to glassportal.ca. G L A S S P O R T A L dot C A, and you can see all my services that I have uh, available, including podcast recording. Uh, you can record whatever you want, but uh, yeah, yeah, I guess I could actually put that up there that's something i could add yeah i could do recording of any kind bro bro you could even rent out a mic i, I guess for yeah that definitely works like, like i prefer to have my microphones on me but well yeah but i mean like if you're not using it for like but a couple I, days but but i am true yeah oh oh true <laughs> a little dicky um but yeah so Today, what we are going to be doing is RJ's mom ended up getting a book that we thought the book was really freaking cool and funny. Uh, and we're going to try and occupy the rest of the hour that we have to, what is it called? It uh, is called 3,000 Questions About Me. So basically this book is, uh, she went and picked it up. Uh, so my mom's a high school teacher and uh, she got a, I believe it was, she got a chapters or indigo gift card for one of her students for uh, an early Christmas present or something like that. So uh, she went to Indigo and just bought a whole bunch of random books that she thought would be uh, would be cool. So she handed them out to uh, to everyone in the family, 
And uh, I, she ended up giving me this 3,000 questions about meme book. And it's like something that you can, I guess, use to probe conversation or whatever. Bring it Isn't to Isn't one party. for your grandparents too? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna so get this broken one that you broke is going to be yours. Okay, yes. Okay, uh, before the podcast, uh, Jamie wasn't looking at me. And I was like, Jamie. And he didn't pay attention. So I threw the book at him across the room and it kind of it broke. The so. whole binding is yeah, I can, now like I, porn. I, I, I can fix that. <laughs> I, I can. I have duct tape. It'll it'll work. <laughs> <Duct tape. laughs> but uh, but anyway, we we're, we're going to flip to random questions in this book we have only like lightly skimmed through it yeah uh there is three thousand questions we've maybe read five so uh something tells me we won't land at the same questions we already read but we'll just randomly flip to a page uh we'll both read a question figure out which one's better or whatever and then we'll just maybe sometimes we'll, we'll both answer them i yeah. think that might even be better if we both answer okay the same question How about this? all right starting off with the first question i'm flipping you can he, jeremy uh, jeremy jamie will verify that uh that um all right, I'm not looking. Flipping, flipping. Okay, I've stopped on a page. This is all right. Uh, now I'm just gonna go down the page. You tell me when to stop. I'm not looking at the book. I'm just pointing on the page. Stop. Okay. This is question number six. Oh, sorry, one thousand six hundred fifteen. Do you prefer to live somewhere that has all four seasons of the weather? Absolutely not. No. No. So, so I guess uh, to pre- to preface this question, what are your two favorite seasons? Summer and summer. Summer and summer? Okay, yeah. so summer, just summer. Yeah, because okay. like in Canada, fall, winter, and spring are cold. Yep. That's the only, like, we have three seasons of just cold. It's yeah. just the degree to how cold it is. And especially in Ottawa, this is like, uh, of all the all the uh, capital cities in any country on the world, ours has the most varying temperature. Yeah, it's the highest temperature 40, discrepancy yeah, of any capital city. From negative in the world. 40 in the winter to positive 40 in the summer, yeah. depending on the depending on the year, like it's it's absolutely insane. It's not everything. It's absurd, which is why I'm so like aggressive in saying absolutely not to the four seasons yeah. because I've lived through those four seasons and if I'm in like California, like SoCal, like San Diego and LA, their winter isn't even winter no it's not winter it's, it's just like a long summer. spring yeah you know or i'd rather be in hawaii where there's like literally like just like kind of it's hawaii like it's, or the, the you know like you right just get, it's a tropical climate so it's probably more of a dry and a wet season yeah same with bali that's where i'd probably want to live if i could live anywhere right now and that's it's tropical so it's rainy or not i guess yeah for me personally, like I've lived through 22 years of bullshit in Canada yeah, it sucks. and it's just like every winter it co- like comes and I'm just like, fuck, like it's I don't want to go outside. I, would... I don't want to do anything like so like for me personally, I, I know I wouldn't I don't want to experience winter again. But at the same time, it's like if, even if it was just a mildly lighter winter, that'd be fine. Yeah, it's because we anything have aggressive left. winters. Yeah, like our, our winters our winter... minus 20 every single day or worse. Our winter is that dude at the club who gets way too drunk and hits on every girl blatantly, like just aggressive and just like can't stop. No. And just keeps going. And it, it gets all the signals that, you know, whoever they're talking to doesn't enjoy it. But and then it gets it, like really, really pissed and really mad pissed. at the end of the night, every single night. Every, and, and, and it just end, makes a scene. Yeah. By the end of the night, it ruins everyone's night. Yeah. Yeah. That that's that's Canadian winter, especially in Ottawa. Yeah. And so, that's in our winter. Winter didn't, it just arrived. We didn't, oh, yeah. we had fall for like four Three weeks, days. <laughs> for like four weeks tops. And then all of a sudden winter came and it hasn't left. It's like, hi, how you doing? Yeah. I'm, I'm here now. Yeah. And it sucks. I hate it. All Knowing right. that we're going to have like winter from November to friggin' May sucks. All right. So now next question, here we go. 
Wait, isn't it my turn to choose one? Sure, go go for it. Okay, um, flip. You gotta you gotta randomly flip to a page. Okay, so uh, we'll do the year that we our country our nation was founded, eighteen sixty seven. Fuck, I hope I'm not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. We just had Thanksgiving, so like we should have uh, reviewed our facts on yeah, eighteen sixty seven. I'm pretty. I'm like sure, yeah, ninety percent sure. Yeah, I totally. Know um, that. okay, so. Which one of your friends do you think is the nicest? The nicest? <sighs> well, definitely not this cunt, but... <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck this dude. Yeah, the dude behind me? <laughs> <laughs> fuck Funny him. thing is, there is a little statue over there, and it just has a tear dripping down his face. <laughs> Baby Yoda, man. Oh, I love Baby Yoda, bro. Okay, I saw this one tweet, and dude, I kind of... can we just stick to the question? Because that's going to go too far. Right, fine, we're going to get fine. too sidetracked too fast. I guess, yeah. We're going to blart too much. Yeah. <laughs> blart's the, first, totally the, first blart. the first blart of season two. We just like destroyed the microphones by if screaming you, blart. If you, so if you're listening for the first time, every time that we would segue, we called them blarts because of Paul Blart Malkop, who wrote a segue. Yep. So we just blarted. I like, oh, that makes me so happy. The nostalgia <laughs> of just blarting. The blart nostalgia. Uh, it's all okay, kicking okay in. back to it all right so the so nicest person nicest person okay so oh, that's a that's a okay so i that's a really tough question i know like yeah because i have a lot of friends in my life that are super nice people and and are just nice to everybody around them but like that's part of the reason why they're the, my friends they're in my mm-hmm. life is because they're nice people it's because they're they put out work out good vibes towards people um but like, I guess just the nicest, like in general, the nicest person that who's the nicest to everybody, I guess that I've ever met. Uh, I used to work at a, so if, uh, for those of you who don't know, I used to work at a restaurant like a couple years ago and uh, I'm not, I'm not going to say the name of the restaurant just because, but um, anyway, it's either the big rig or milestone. Yo, you, <laughs> you, you stop your talking. So hey, I said two. Uh, okay one one of one of the above possibly not and he could be he could be lying y'all don't know anyway so uh, there was this one server where I, I worked with there and we would actually like end up hanging out like after work and shit and like it was just like she was actually like a genuine good friend of mine but genuinely the nicest person that i've ever met and like t- seen talked it doesn't matter who she's talking to whatever she's always smiling on her face ear to ear and, and so nice to that person no matter what uh but uh yeah her name was sydney definitely the nicest person that like i've ever met fair yeah i'd probably say emma uh from xtp yep yeah that one that emma yeah oh okay like literally like she she's the type of person that like if she says anything negative she feels so shitty yeah i guess yeah um no it's just probably like above average nice yeah, that's true. Like yeah, above, very, above very, the call of duty. Yeah, like just a rare form of kindness and selflessness. It's really nice. Yeah, yeah. That's how I found the same thing in uh, in Sid. Uh, all right, flipping to the next. It, Let's see. All right, question two thousand four hundred thirty-one. Mm. How fast can you get changed? Um. Does that mean like fully undressed and then dressed in a different pair of clothes? Let's say socks, pants, boxers, shirt, sweater, hat. Change out of those and into a new? Out of those into another pair of, let's say they're the exact same clothes. Like out of the, out of clothes into clothes. Like two and a half minutes? Two and a half minutes to get uh, completely undressed and completely redressed? Well, yeah, it's like if like one of my jobs right now at the keg, if I have to 
Like I show up to work a lot of the times and I got to change into my uniform, which is like dress shirt and dress pants and dress shoes. Yeah. I had the same at, uh, at my restaurant. Yeah. So I got to, I got to do that in about two minutes. Okay. But like, is it a comfortable two minutes or a rushed two minutes? Cause it's like, like speedy two minutes. But like, it, it, I, it asks how fast can you get changed? Not how fast do you get changed? Okay. Well, I, I think I could do the, I could do it. Like if I'm like what I'm wearing now, like sweater, shirt, underwear, pants, socks, mm. hat, you know, I'm not wearing the hat right now um i think i could do it in under a minute like see okay i think i could I do was, it in under a minute i had a button-up shirt okay which yeah, was part of it too yeah that, that definitely doesn't and having help. to like put on a belt and tie like dress shoes so yeah if it's like simple stuff like sweatpants hoodie like basic t-shirt things like that yeah probably the same so like a minute yeah yeah okay pretty damn quick this that was one of the more lame questions yeah it was a really lame question i just uh, picked the first one on top of okay. the page so um let's go uh, 522, what discovery have you recently made or what, what discovery have you recently made? You feel is cutting edge. Feel is cutting edge. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. Like that. Def- like, what do you mean by, de- by cutting edge? Like, what is your definition of cutting edge? Uh, let's just say like, like on what scale are we talking? Like cutting edge in terms of like, it would revolutionize everyone's life or like, no, like your just, life. Like, it's a modern thing that. So like a discovery you made that is opening your eyes to something in your life right now. Okay. I guess it, it, it's not really something in my life. It's something that I just kind of thought about like randomly. It's like a shower thought type thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of open my eyes to something. Okay. Uh, so you know how a lot of people like our age and obviously a little bit older are starting to have kids and uh, maybe not as much okay. our age. No, no. I'm saying that's what I'm saying. A little bit older. Yeah. They're uh, so they're starting to have children. So like people we know or went to high school with that were a couple of years above us. They're, they're starting to have kids and like get married, settle down, have families. And Ugh. uh yeah, you. What the fuck? Yeah, honestly. Um, so pull out. Yeah, of course. Like, yo, I see some. I see, some, bro. I, I blart saw, blart. <laughs> I was driving down the highway one day and I saw this car. And you know how some people have those little like weird stickman families they put on the back of their yeah. windshield. So they, for some reason, you have to know how many people are in their family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was one where almost the entire windshield, like or like back windshield, was just covered with little people. And I'm just like, yo, this nigga's pullout game is the weakest oh. of all time. <laughs> there was like, like I swear, not even joking. There was probably like ten to 12 children on there it's like a pull-out couch it just gets like stuck yeah it's, like, it's like it can't serve it's like second purpose it's like someone selling a regular couch as a futon like it does not pull out <laughs> <laughs> but um but sorry what was the question <laughs> Shit. Uh, it was like recent discovery okay so this was like kind of a shower thought i had it's like people are a little bit older than us are starting to have kids and like uh one thing i find is uh is really popular with especially with people who are in our generation having children is making an instagram account for their kids or some sort of social media account for their child mm-hmm. like i was just sitting there thinking when the child gets old enough to run their own account like let's say they hit 13 14 15 whatever the parent deems acceptable um do they let the child create their own account and move forward with that? Or do they give them the account that they've been, that they've had throughout their life that their parents been updating like, their, I don't know if this either is either or I don't think that's like a universal answer. No, there's not a universal answer. It could be either or it's whatever, but it was just, it was, it was kind of funny that that conversation is going to be happening. Like that's an actual conversation. That I think happen. it's kind of fucked up to make a social media account of a child that is so young it can't even consent to being on the internet you know i guess but like realistically when when they're (coughs) excuse me when they're that young you are their their brain you speak for them you 
make their decisions. Sure, but they can look back. They can always look back and be like, I don't like that you put those baby photos of me up. But that's something they don't like. In the like, they can only say that in the future. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Is like because they don't have that capability yet. I don't think it should be the parents' decision to put said child on their own account. It's different if like a parent is like sharing like pictures of their child on their on like the parents' Instagrams. Yeah, Um, but to like make one of like, hey, this is like baby Kimmy. And like, check out little cute pictures of her. But that's like a common thing. I've seen a lot of. I know. I just find it fucking weird. It is really weird. I personally. I wouldn't do it. I don't want children in in general. But like the last thing I want to do if I do have a child is make an Instagram account. Like and the worst ones are the parents that like all the captions are in the perspective of the child. I know. Oh, my God. That drives me nuts. The only thing worse. Hi, it's little Kimmy here. Um, yeah, so mom was just like really pampering me last night. I like was like crying and stuff and I couldn't stop crying. Hey, and listen then- here, you little son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I, when I honestly, when I see shit like that, like, okay, the one that irritates me more than uh, parents like speaking in a perspective of the child is when they make an account for their dog and speak in the like pretending the to be of the fucking dog. dog. That shit pisses I, me it's off. Sparky. Oh, it's like, hey, it's Sparky. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, you're not Sparky. You're Jeff. And you're sitting there typing for your dog. Your dog the is worst, there licking his the balls worst is when on they the fucking do it. couch. Like, <laughs> they do it just so they can compliment themselves on being such like a good dog mom or dad. Yeah. And Yo, without that, sounding like as pretentious. That's which another the thing irony that, of it is it makes it sound more pretentious so obviously it's been like a big trend on like tinder or wherever uh, or like instagram bios to put uh, for women mainly dog mom yeah and i which is so much hate that hold on it is so much better than saying horse mom oh if a girl says that she's a horse girl run run you How might not you be able to run that though you can't outrun her horse if she has her her like, sights set horse, on you you're you're getting you're getting a red dead redemption horse girls and car suit. guys are like <laughs> no, no, the no, same no. thing no 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 whoa 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 <laughs> truck guys are just horse girls yeah, that's, that's it true. and i know there's someone out there that's gonna get mad at that statement but truck guys are just horse girls Girls, that's it what about fish guys fish guys yeah like the like, classic like like, like fishermen or like i collect tropical no fish. the classic like fucking one says i'm an outdoorsman the other <laughs> no, one says no, no, I'm no, a the pedophile. classic like, like the holding like a fucking like six inch bass like up s- on your tinder profile okay, first off a six inch bass is pathetic <laughs> yeah i know that's the point <laughs> <laughs> but um but no like i've actually found there's quite especially in this area because we're just like close to the country ish um like i found there's quite a few girls on tinder that are holding up pictures of fi- like pictures of them holding up fish that they've caught yeah and, like you you don't see it no i see it a bit oh, I, I it doesn't do it i can't me. imagine what the women are seeing with the men around here though oh god it's probably just a six sea of three weird. trucks <laughs> It's all just lifted trucks and smokestack pictures with like a mix of like the, the guy that can somehow try to pretend he's both 613 trucks and like a SoundCloud rapper. <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of those. Anyway, all right. Um, I'll oh, answer that oh, question. Which question? Um, the one that I brought up about recent discovery. Yes. Sorry. So yeah, at the moment, it. I'm obsessed with audiobooks okay. from Audible. Uh, and one that I'm reading, not reading, listening to right now is called Deep Work by Cal Newport. Um, and I guess it's like, it's it's a half discovery for me because it's like I discovered the idea that was put within the book. Does that oh, make sense? Okay. So you just read a book? Listened to a book. 
Uh, I'm half, uh, like almost halfway through it. And basically the premise of it, and I think it's so fascinating and so true, um, is that deep work is essentially work that you do where you are so invested in that work that there are absolutely no distractions and it's heavy, it's intense. Um, You're in there deep. Exactly. It's work with depth. So, for example, for someone like me as a videographer, that would be when I am in the editing cave, in the zone, I shut off Facebook, I shut off my phone, I shut up all, shut off all notifications, and I just get down to editing. And I do that for hours in an extended period of time of intense focus. I'm sure you're you've experienced that plenty of times doing beats or music and stuff. Yeah, it's like the uh, it's like the K hole of uh, of your passion, I guess. Like yeah, you just get trapped in there, and you're just like, oh, like like there have been times where I've come down. Like I remember this one time I was doing a uh, I was mastering an album for uh, for DJ Emmy, or he might be going by DJ Boy now. Uh, but there's a couple of different names this guy might buy. Anyway, he's an artist from Ottawa. And uh, he asked me to to master his entire album, and I was like, "Yeah, sure, no problem, I can do that." Uh, all the all the uh, beats were produced by Moreno, so if you don't know Moreno on the beat, go check him out. He's uh, amazing, one of my favorite Ottawa producers. Just to uh, just kind of have a little side blurt. But uh, when side I side blurt, yeah, uh, it's a semi blurt. Like you know, I stepped on the Segway, but Partial I didn't blurt. go anywhere. You know. Uh, anyway, so uh, when I sat down to master that album, I uh, I really got to sit there and it, like actually lose myself in in some music and. And really just like go to another place and I didn't want to get up from my chair. Like I was like really, flow, complete yeah, exactly. flow state. Yeah. Like I, I didn't like it was just a, a state of like, yo, I don't need anything. Else. Like because when I do pretty much anything else during my day, if I don't really want to do what it is that I'm doing, I'm going to have other things that distract me and I'm going to let them distract me because yeah. I'm OK with getting distressed. So that's why my phone will still be on. That's why, you know, my Wi-Fi or, or network will still be on so I can still get notifications, whatever. And I'll, I'll be or I'll, I'll be OK with people walking around or coming near me or I'll be fine doing whatever it is in a public place because I'm fine getting distracted. But when it comes to actual like mastering or something like that, like that, I can actually get lost in or production or whatever. Mm. Uh, I really like. Yeah, just you know, just zoning getting lost in it. Yeah, exactly. And if I find, if you don't have something that you can get lost in, then like you can never find what it is that you love. Yeah. And so kind of to elaborate upon that. So the thing that I find really fascinating about it is that the book kind of talks about how deep work is an extreme accelerator of progress to mastery of any like subject or skill. So the people that can really master the discipline to work at such an intense level with such intense focus and such minimal um, distractions and eliminating um, eliminating notifications in the age of distraction is very difficult. But the ones that can actually do it effectively tend to go farther in career in their careers, farther with their ambitions, farther with their goals and ultimately lead more satisfied and and happy lives. Because the act of deep work is so fulfilling to the human being, um, just from the sake of being productive and trying to actually accomplish something. And usually when you are in that state, it's because you are working on something you genuinely care about. Yeah. Uh, And so I've been trying to kind of think about that for different projects that I'm working on. Uh, And I kind of want to take from it, like the discovery would be like, oh, like what if I sort of applying this a bit to my life where whether it's every day or a couple times a week, like I schedule in a project that I'm working on for like a deep work session, turn off my phone, turn off all notifications, uh, basically only use the internet to, to like download my music. Um, but 
other than that, turn off my Wi-Fi connection so nobody can contact me and just like go into the editing zone. And I think that's going to be really zone. beneficial to like learn things. You uh, you kind of skipped over it, but you briefly mentioned scheduling in time. Yeah. And uh, as I get older, that's one thing I find myself actually really doing is scheduling. Uh, I never used to be a big big uh, advocate for for scheduling your life. I was a very you know fly by the seat of my pants, spontaneous guy for for many years. Me too. And, and I was able to make that work for a long time. But then when it came to actually you know I being like okay, I really need to be able to to like when I got too busy to fly by the seat of my pants, and it was like yo, I have uh, I have to do this. I have to I, basically I had X Y and Z I needed to get done, and X Y and Z can take a whole damn week mm. uh, or a whole lot of time. Like you know, scheduling my time and scheduling breaks or scheduling things I actually really enjoy in my schedule has been become like a major thing for me. Yeah, and uh, I believe it. It also has really helped my my mental health because. Mm. I would get very stressed out when I was uh, when I had a really full week of stuff that I had to do, and it was all stuff that I didn't write down. It was all just sitting in my head, and I had to figure out. Yeah, because it's so overwhelming. You're thinking like, "Oh, I have this project to. I have to work for for this client, but oh crap, I have to wake up tomorrow morning to like head to my job and do these things. And when I'm there, I can't be doing that work that I know I'm supposed to be doing. I was kind of in that mode recently, and it's yeah, man." You really like it's a scary spot to be in. Like, it's, yeah, it's overwhelming. Get, yeah, very overwhelming. And I, I don't like being overwhelmed. I'm a very rather laid back person, and mm. I, I like to be be able to be myself. And when I'm overwhelmed, I can't be myself. And the fact that I'm not being myself stresses me out. Yeah, so just write kinda, that shit down. Yeah, exactly. So when I started actually writing shit down and basically making it so I, because I'm a, I'm a person who, in no matter what it is I do, whether it be piano, whatever, like I purposely go for the hardest way to do it knowing that it will make me better at the end. Mm-hmm. So very growth mindset of you. Yeah. That's just the way that I've always, that's the way I've been raised. It's like, yo, yeah, you might not have all the privileges other people have, but that means that you're going to put in more work and that more work will give you more benefit. Mm-hmm. So that's, I take that philosophy to pretty much anything. Uh, it's like resistance training, but for life. Yeah. Um, so I took progressive overload. So one thing that I did that wasn't really healthy was took that mindset into uh, running a business and still managing a life on top of that. And uh, running a business, having a a job, and then also having a music career on the side, there's, well, I I, like, you know, there's just so much shit junk, like I'm literally juggling in the air. And it's like, I'm like, my brain is juggling all the time. And as soon as I built a shelf and put the things I'm juggling down where I can still see them and they're still at eye level, it all made sense. And Mm -hmm. that was my schedule. So like, you know, actually writing things down, it wasn't like a crutch anymore. It was just like, I've done the juggling thing for so long that now that I'm writing things down, it actually makes my life so much easier and it takes such a load off my brain. And you know, I'm finding that I'm actually happier in general. Yeah. It's uh, like, I'm just a a simple thing. No, I, and I get that too, especially right now because I'm juggling a ton of different things. I've got a lot of projects and little edits that I have to do for a client in Peru so for those of you that are listening, I had my first like major sponsored trip to Peru. Yeah, and, big boy now. Yeah, I had a big trip to Peru. Um, I had to pay for my flights, but everything down there was paid for to go shoot content, which has always been my dream. Um, and it went really well, and I made a bunch of videos for them and a bunch of photos that they loved. But now that they're rebranding the company, they want some more things that can be put on the new website. So I've got a ton of different videos to do for that. Um, I haven't edited any of my Europe YouTube footage yet that I've been meaning to because I've had local clients on top of the Peru client, on top of working at a marketing agency, on top of working evenings at a restaurant. 
And it's just like, it, it has been really overwhelming. And I think I'm going to really take in the, uh, the scheduling aspect get back into my Google calendar and really trying to dominate my, my time that way. Cause it can be, it, it's so stressful when you just don't feel like you have that shit laid out. Yeah. And you're just like, Oh, what am I going to do this? And it, it's like, it gets to you. Like, yeah. Like I had, I, I got to a point where like I had like three different clients that I had to, uh, that I had to get master, mastering and mixing done with multiple songs. And this is all in one week. I had multiple clients I had to get stuff back to and find time to mix stuff. I had a full like 35 to 40 hour work week. And then on top of that, I also had multiple emails and, and people I had to respond to for a show that I have uh, coming up mm. and like basically gather a bunch of information to, to send to them that they're asking for. And I'm like, I, I basically had all this shit jumbled around in my head. I'm like sitting there in my old, like my old mentality of, Oh, I can just juggle this and I'll f- figure out time as I go. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to open up my notes app, write down all the things I need to do. Then pop open my Google calendar with all of my, like when I need to be at work, like my whole work schedule. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna start putting all the stuff I wrote down in and blocking out time. Like how mm. much time will this take? And I go and put it all in there and I actually look at it broken down, like throughout a whole week. And I'm like, yo, this is actually doable and I have time in there where I know from this time to this time I can re- I can just do whatever it is I want. Mm-hmm. And like I don't know for me like being able to sit there and like I can look at a clock and be like okay hey, from like now until like for the next 15 minutes like when the clock hits 3:15 like from 3 to 3 3:15 I can just sit back and relax. And like knowing I have 15 minutes to do whatever I want it like it it leaves me to be, to be like a, a lot of the time I'd be watching like a YouTube video let's say it's a 10 minute 15 minute long video. And I'd be checking the video to see how much time is left so I know, okay, I have enough time to get back. Mm-hmm. But now that I have it all written down in a schedule, I know since I have that break from 3 o'clock to 3.15, it's like, yo, I don't need to check the time. It's like, yo, I, I can click on that 15-minute video and I know I have enough time to sit there and watch that 15-minute video without clicking to see how much is left and like, oh, how much time? Mm-hmm. Like, It's all just, you know. Anyway, yeah, en- enough, I of think the, enough of that blurt. Final, like, final thing I'll add to that before we go to the next question yeah. is I think the best part of scheduling, um, what it does is it allows you to come back and actually feel like you are in control of your time. Yes, and that your time isn't in control of you. And that is huge, huge, because there's a very big difference between those two things. Oh, 100%. Um, but now you got to choose a question. All right, and back to the Book of Wonders. Yes, that was a that was a big tangent, but I liked it. Yeah, it was good. Healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so I'm going to go halfway down the page here. That's my finger smacking the book. Uh, 2,126. Do you prefer flowers or plants or both? Fucking neither. I don't give a shit. Do you want, do you want to answer that question or do you want to just move on? Yeah, that's a stupid Actually, question. Actually, hold on. You were talking about realizations earlier. Uh, I This is a side, little side blurt. Don't worry. We'll, we'll, answer another, we'll answer the question directly under it after. I'm just going to put my thumb on it. There we go. Um, so, I, we still haven't read it. But um, I found... I, I don't know why I had this random shower thought. I was just chilling with the homies and I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I wasn't even in the shower. I just had a shower thought. <laughs> and uh, I was chilling with the homies and I was like, yo, boys. Me and the homies. Think about it. Vegans don't want to eat meat because it's living. It's eating a living, breathing creature. Aren't plants living, breathing creatures without brains? But they, yes, they don't have brains. Yes, I'm, and they I, can't like feel things. That's actually being disputed. There is a I forget where the university was. It was somewhere in the states, but they were doing research on plants. Basically, they were starting to pluck off leaves and showing that the plant had an increase in a certain amount of I forget what the chemical was within the plant. 
right before you plucked its leaves, and it was very similar to a fear response in any animal. So the plant was actually aware that you were about to or you were damaging it or touching it. Like, basically, the plant got anxious. But I also feel like the plant can't actually feel that. It can probably just recognize a response. Like, it's not... But we don't I don't even, think we, it's like a thinking being. I, I think I, it's I just reactionary. Oh, it is definitely reactionary. But it's like reactionary and technically is causing the plant stress. Like it is very possible to cause a plant stress Mm. to the point where it dies. So like, and there's that whole, you know, if you play music for a plant, apparently it grows better depending on what type of the music it is and how it makes it feel the the vibe, the energy, you know, true. Anyway, I'm just saying, uh, vegans, you're, you're garbage. Okay. So now moving on to the next question. I'm, I'm sorry if you mince your words next time, you know, huh? I said, don't like, you know, just mincing words there. All right, Man, question 2,127. Do you like cheese? If so, what's your favorite kind? Do you want to bother with this question? I like mozzarella on my burgers. I, I like Parmesan, but like if I had to choose a favorite. I love like, cheese. I love a sharp-aged cheddar, but if you can get a sharp-aged cheddar uh, or, cheese pizza. or a sharper-aged Monterey Jack cheddar, that shit slaps. That shit slaps like my mom after I came home late as a child. Like That shit slaps. Uh, okay, eleven forty-eight. Eleven forty-eight. So you're not is, do, you're not doing the dramatic like. No, no, but this is a dramatic. Give question. the people some entertainment. This no. is a dramatic question. All right, let's hear it. This hear is it. probably the most typical like what the fuck question that you'll ever see. But it's eleven forty-eight in this book of three thousand questions. All right, let's hear it. Let's hear it. What is the meaning of life? Oh my god. <laughs> To be honest, I spent so long trying to figure out the answer to this question when I was a young when I was younger, and like, well, I took philosophy classes. Philosophical, you are <laughs> philosophical. I am, but uh, I took philosophy courses in uh, in college mainly because I was a stoner and I thought it would be easy. And uh, I'd show up to those classes. I I wouldn't really do many of the readings. I do, you know, I did maybe seventy five percent of my readings and 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 whatnot. But uh, you know, I, I did fairly well in the class. But that the class was literally called the meaning of life. And there were many different ways that that question was attacked throughout the semester. And, and you know, it was, a, it was a question that I, after my readings, would sit alone and kind of ponder myself. And the answer that I really came to is there is no meaning. And that's, and, and because there is no meaning, it can mean anything. I love that. So basically, I love that. Success can only be deemed successful by the person achieving it. Mm-hmm. So if you lay out, like, if you say, okay, I'm happy doing X. So if you're doing X and you've done that and you've achieved that and that's your what you find meaning in and value in, there's the meaning of your life. You've done it. Sure. Mm. Whatever you want. But realistically, I can do whatever it is that I want. I have freedom of choice and there, there doesn't have to be a meaning to everything that I do. And uh, just be, because there doesn't have to be a meaning where I can just do it because I want to, you know, just, I know I'm probably getting going in circles yeah, and making so, it confusing, but like there is no meaning of life. You can do whatever. And that's, that is the meaning. I'll, I'll elaborate upon that because going back to what I was saying about audible and audiobooks, the one that I was, I just finished like literally right before I started deep work, uh, is actually called man's search for meaning Oh, okay. by Victor E. Frankel, Victor E. Frankel. His name, his name is literally victory. Victor dot E dot Frankel. Victory Frankl? Victory Frankl. Victor V. Frankl. So here's the thing. Sorry. It's uh it's an autobiography. Yeah. Um, 
and it is a remarkable story and series of observations. And I actually think every human being on planet Earth should read the story, become familiar with it because it's not about, everyone can read Jamie. You can listen audiobooks. Oh yeah, I guess. Um, unless you're <laughs> blind and deaf. Yeah. Why do you, you can still listen to a book if you're blind and deaf and deaf. You can, um, you can feel the sound waves and anyways. Okay. Yeah. So, um, basically what the book is about is Victor E. Frankel was a psychiatrist that was actually, uh, he survived Auschwitz, oh, wow. uh, for many, many years. And the whole purpose of the book is about how, understanding man's search man's lust for and man's understanding of meaning is actually directly attached to survival um and he's some of the examples that he would give uh in the book were that people and prisoners that were in auschwitz that felt like they had nothing to live for were sure to die sooner uh, rather than later the people that actually had a purpose behind their life, whether or not they had really understood it yet, were the ones that were able to push through so much more than everybody else. So, for example, when he saw somebody light a cigarette and start smoking it, he knew that they were going to die within the next 48 hours because they had been starved, they had been abused, and that lighting of the cigarette is them succumbing to short-term pleasure over long-term commitment. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that makes and sense. And so because they then, that basically means they've, they've given up. Okay. Whereas people that could actually find a vision or a purpose or a meaning within their life were able to push through a lot more. In his own example, he remembers hallucinating and seeing his wife. And he could see her as clear as I see you. She would speak to him and he would laugh and have conversations as he's digging graves. Um, and, and he was one of the few people that was even strong enough to even hold a shovel, um, but hardly strong enough to even dig. And he kept pushing through that because he knew that he really wanted to see his wife. Mm -hmm. But if somebody didn't have that meaning within their future, they would have given up. Um, and so basically the whole thesis and point of the, of the book is that meaning is actually integral to human life and people get lost, people get depressed and people become physically less healthy because they don't have that purpose to live for in their long-term future. Um, and so for me, I think what the meaning of life is, it's to go out there and discover something that is worth living for. And so for some people that is a body of work for some people, that's music for some people that's to finish a painting for some people that's to finish a report or a scholarly article for some people that's to love another human being, but that everybody can find something, whether that's within their work or within their soul to really strive for in the future. So this is something that Jamie and I have talked about on like off the air many, 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 many times, just how we find value within, within life. But, um, what would you say is like, if you're giving the Coles notes version, like the quickest way to, to get to the end of this question, if let's say I'm a person who doesn't have that goal, they don't know what they want with their life. They don't know what makes them happy. What do you think is the quickest way for someone or even like 
let's say the quickest way just so we get to mm-hmm. the question a little bit quicker and move on to the next one but um what do you think is the quickest way for someone to actually figure out what their life purpose could be to value learning and discovery above everything else so just discovering anything yeah because when you just being open when you create your identity as somebody who is open to everything, open to new languages, open to new experiences, open to new places, open to new people, um, open to learning new skills, open to adapting in different environments. Mm-hmm. You're unstoppable yeah. because your entire identity and your life is revolved around learning more and developing more into this world. And eventually, I, I genuinely believe eventually that narrows down but I think that's a wonderful place to start. How beautiful is that to say that, yeah, like, I don't know what I want to be, but I, w- I know what I want to be as a learner. So that and search for what it is that you want. So the, you basically the search for the thing that you know will make you want to move forward is the thing that makes you want to move forward. Yes. Okay. It's kind of paradoxical. So getting, into, getting into that mindset, essentially. Yeah, you have yeah. to be able to get into the mindset of wanting more. Okay. You know, and searching more, but not dismissing things. You you have to come from the mindset of abundance, that there's an abundance of opportunity out there. There's an abundance of things to learn. There's an abundance of skill set. There's an abundance. Did I say opportunities yet? Sure. But like, there's just so much in this world for you to go out and take and taste. Um, and I think by eventually just by chasing learning and chasing discovering of literally everything Eventually, you start to learn more about yourself and the yeah. things you gravitate towards. I feel like there's uh, within that, and oh, this will be the last thing, so we can wrap this up and move on to the next question. But uh, I feel like um, there's a negative mentality around finding something that you do like that moves you forward and makes you feel like, yes, this is my goal. But then through that thing, you find something else that you like to do. Mm-hmm. And you then find yourself, okay, I want to go travel down this new road and find this new thing and discover this new thing that makes me, you know, want to have purpose within it. Uh, but I have another half finished journey that I haven't completed. Uh, I feel like there's a, a whole negative mentality around switching your thing and, and going so, towards something else. But if, if you get back to the main, what I thought was the, uh, the point of life was, or the meaning of life is like whatever you want to do. And if you want to divert from one path and go to another path, there's no shame in that. Oh, At exactly. least in my mentality, it's like, yo, I, you're, I totally you're agree. testing the waters, you're doing your thing. And that's, you know, that's never a bad thing. Um, one thing I'll add is just like another book I finished. It was the one right before that. <laughs> we get it, bro. Your world was, uh, <laughs> it was called Grit by Angela Duckworth. Okay. Um, and the whole point about that was like the people that, identify as grittier as people that can withstand more challenge uh more punishment or push through more things or or do more deep work than others Mm -hmm. because that's a very gritty task to do um tend to ultimately be more fulfilled um and so people that are really gritty tend to not go from one subject to another or one idea for another um stick it out too often and so part of being gritty and part of being human um, is changing things. Um, but I do think there is a, a degree to which you are changing. To, you can change too frequently and too often that you don't actually dive too deep into a subject ever. You don't actually yeah. learn much. You just learn the surface level stuff. Yeah. You come out jack of all trades and a master. of Exactly. Knowledge. And I yeah. think 
part of the meaning of life is to actually dive deep into things, is to actually be gritty and to actually go hard gritty. in gritty. <laughs> And uh, yeah, go hard uh, at as many things as possible. Eh? Yeah, yeah, or as many things that you care that you, that about. you want to. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, let's uh, let's move on to the next question. Yeah, so here we go. What a great ambiguous question. Yeah. All right, we're getting closer to the end of the book. I don't know why I flipped so far, <laughs> but uh, this is question two thousand six hundred and twenty-five. Has anyone ever given you a gift that was inscribed? If so, what did it say? inscribed like like like, written, is, like is there something written on it that like his has special meaning for you I, I, that was a weird question yeah actually do you, do you yeah, yeah, yeah. want to skip the next yeah, question? No, no, no um basically when like for the listeners that don't know my my best friend passed away uh three and a half years ago and there was a photo of him taken uh in high school I think Janelle took it, and it's a beautiful image of him walking in the forest. Yeah, uh, and not with, with the One Direction tape on his shoe. Eh? Yeah, 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 yeah. I know this picture. Yeah, and so not long after he passed, uh, his mom got me a necklace with that photo engraved on it. So, oh, that's yeah. really cool. It's a it's a very beautiful it's a very beautiful thing. And Was I, it like a message on it? Uh, no, 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 not on that one. I don't think it's just a beautiful, beautiful image of of him. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, my mom uh, got me... I, oh, is this the last thing it was? Yeah. So she got me this uh, this bracelet. So my brother my brother and I, she likes to to have little things that tie my brother and I together because mm-hmm. I'm a very busy guy. I'm, I'm, I'm around. I'm always out like doing stuff. So I, I'm not really home seeing my brother all the time. And, you know, she uh, she's like, hey, well, I know you're busy and I can't ask you to change your lifestyle and what it is you're doing and, you know, and you're working. So like, uh, but here's a little thing that you and your brother have that you can look at that look at and we'll remind mm-hmm. you of each other so we both have one anyway there there are uh, these little silver bracelets that uh have these little tags on them that say dominus vobiscum which means something about jesus in uh <laughs> in latin uh but I, i'm not the most religious person i was ra- raised very uh roman catholic but you know it's not really my cup of tea and you know that's i don't shame anyone who it is your cup of tea but you know i don't push my beliefs on you don't push your beliefs on me and we're all good uh anyway but with uh with that, you know, it's uh, to me, it's it's less of a religious symbol, more of a, you know, family symbol. I look mm-hmm. at that bracelet and I go, you know, hey, my brother has the same one on. He might be wearing it right at this moment. And like when I look at it, it's like, oh, we're like connected. It's a family thing. You know, yeah. it reminds me, it reminds me of my mom. I have a great relationship with my mom and my brother. So, you know, looking at that, it's, uh, you know, it's very nostalgic and mm-hmm. kind of cool. Yeah. All right. You got another question for me? Yeah, I'll uh, pull one up. Ooh, yeah. Oh, flipped my Almost page. broke the book more. Okay, <laughs> um, so let's uh, let's choose. Do, 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 do. What do you like on your toast or biscuit? <laughs> Question eleven ninety seven. Eleven ninety seven. Um, what do I like on my toast or biscuit? Um, so like I'm talking. I think they mean like English muffin. Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess like does it have to be a condiment or can it be like a sandwich? Because like I like to make sandwiches. Out of toast? Yeah. Okay. Like I to- like bro, when I make a sandwich, I go It's what you put on ham. toast. Yeah. If you use toast in your as part of your sandwich, then Yeah, I guess it works. So um Wait, is toast still bread? Yes. There was some genius out there that he popped that bread in the fucking toaster. Or in the fucking oven and he was like twice. Boom. I cooked that shit. Comes out and he's like, you know what this needs? one more time and just subs it right back in there and boom that that dude made toast um but um i guess 
Like one thing that I really love is um, I have this triple uh, X like uh, Carolina Reaper pepper extract <laughs> and it's literally just ground up Carolina Reaper pepper peppers and Scotch bonnet peppers. <laughs> all that times fast. Carol. It's all ground up Carolina Reaper peppers, and <laughs> s- uh, Scotch bonnet peppers. Anyway, uh, it's all in this good, uh, this jar. And I swear I've like emptied this jar, like all the way to uh, almost all the way to the bottom, but taking that, um, but it's like this it's so the, the peppers are like boiled. They're not boiled. They're like cooked. Into like a reduction, and that reduction is ground into a paste, and that paste is what's put in the in the jar. And I'll take, and it has this nice like smoky flavor to it from the way it was cooked. Mm-hmm. So I'll take that and I'll mix it in with mayonnaise, and I'll make like a almost like a spicy mayo. Not almost, it is a spicy mayo. And then I'll put that on my on my bread, and then I'll have like lettuce, cheese, tomato. It's a lot more pickles, elaborate than me. Like I'll take different types of meat. Like sometimes I'll put like bacon and then I'll put like an egg and then I'll put like a fried egg, like an over easy egg. This guy, like bro, I go ham. Gordon Ramsay here. You want to know who helped, who started me getting into like making sandwiches, like crazy, like, like really making sandwiches, Jeremy story. And we need to have him on the podcast someday and talk about our crazy sandwich adventures. times. So yeah, we will literally like, bro, there was this one time we're chilling at the studio. We were working on some beats and he was like, yo, I'm starving. And I was like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm freaking hungry. He's like, yo, do you want to just go to the store, get a bunch of like groceries and just make the dankest sandwiches we can? I was like, um, yes. excellent idea. So we, uh, uh, I'm not, should I, should I tell this story or should I save it for when Jeremy's on save the podcast? Save it, save it. Okay. All right. Anyway, moral of the story is, uh, we went ham on fucking sandwiches. Uh, all right. Yeah. Pun intended. Uh, we went ham, cheese, lettuce, tomato, pickle, <laughs> eggs, <laughs> eggs, everything, toast, uh, and spicy mayo. Um, um yeah. I, I, strawberry jam. <laughs> All right, let's go find another question. So dramatic. Has to be. If I'm not extra, who's going to be? All right, question uh, 2,148. What do you do? Oh, no, we we, we already answered this question. This is one of the five questions we read before the pod. Mm. Uh, It's what what do you do when you get really angry? Yeah, my answer to that was I just like, I honestly don't get angry. But like Like, when you do get angry, those few times, what is your, what is your reaction? I'm assuming your face goes really red. No, I just vent about it. If it's like something I, if it's something that is, uh, not dangerous, like not physically dangerous, I'll just like vent about it to somebody. If it's physically dangerous, cause like that's what the, yeah. Yeah. Then I actually get very like, like, do I got to like step up? Yeah. You get into that like protection mode. Yeah. Um, for me, like when I get really frustrated with something, I, I will just like abandon it. So it's like, yeah, children probably wouldn't be the greatest thing for me. <laughs> oh, oh my God. <laughs> oh gosh. Hey, I'm going to the store, Jimmy. You're going to name your child Jimmy? Al, what the fuck? I'll see you on draft day, son. <laughs> no, um, but, uh, but no, like when I get the really, army draft, <laughs> no, I'm talking NFL, NBA, something. UFC, I don't care. I don't. There's no draft for UFC. It's just like, hey, you, you don't like, want him in the UFC. You're gonna walk out of his life and then have him beat the shit out of you. I, I guess. <laughs> what if I walk in and like, I, I don't know, I'm like Mr. Miyagi or something. I spend years training just wax to beat on. my UFC <laughs> trained son. <laughs> wax off. <laughs> wax on, wax off, Danielson. <laughs> um, but no, when I get angry, like, it, like if I'm playing a video game or something, I really don't like to throw my controller because I don't have a lot of money and I don't want to pay for a new <laughs> controller. So I will like purposely like set up like my sweater on like a comfy chair to whip my controller into a mm. comfy spot. Cause like, I don't know. I just feel like one quick movement to uh, of like anger out of anger or passion 
just to get all the anger out is all I need. Like, I don't need to, like, go ham on a wall and go full, like, monster energy Kyle and, like, punch through four layers of drywall. But Hot, my name is Kyle. I don't know. It's a TikTok. Oh, I I, I don't know. What is, what is the TikTok? <laughs> um but yeah, like, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not the most angry person. Like you, you've known me for years and like how many times you've seen me genuinely angry. Uh, I've seen you flustered a lot. Flustered is one thing like frustrated and flustered. Annoyed. Annoyed. Impatient. Yes. yes. When I get annoyed, I have zero patience. Like your face is just like, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> no, when I get, when I get annoyed, my patience goes down to like, like I'm normally a very patient person, but like if you manage to somehow whittle down my patience from like a log down to a toothpick, like it's like, boy, it's going to snap. Mm. It's going to happen. Okay. Next question. All right, let's get it. Question one. Oh, okay. Right. We haven't gone to page one yet. No, we, we've only been doing stuff like over the thousands pretty much. Mm. What is your idea of perfect happiness? Oh, wow. That's a loaded question. <laughs> yeah. For question one. Wow. Get you God thinking damn. off the bet. Yeah, start. How the fuck are you supposed to get this book? And it's 3,000 questions. You're supposed to answer all of them. And you have to write them down. There's a little bit of space to answer them. Yeah. How on earth is that supposed to be the first one? Yeah, like I'd quit. I, oh yeah, you just put the book like you open this up in the bookstore and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah fuck this. And yeah, you put it yeah. right back. Too it's much like, work. This is a, this is a test I did not study for. <laughs> like, okay, all right. Idea of perfect happiness. Perfect happiness. Uh, for me, perfect happiness would really just be a life that doesn't necessarily like I'm not missing anything, and I'm a very easy person to please. Like you know, it's just uh, if I have. If I have genuine love and support, whether that be from a family, from a girlfriend, whatever, if I have genuine love and support from friends, significant other, whatever, that that really helps. But then also fulfillment within what I do. Mm-hmm. So me being able to and what I what it like what gives me fulfillment is being able to create and whether that like and that can be on any capacity, just the ability to create in whatever way I deem fit. Like I love working on cars, being able to to open up a, like a car and put some stuff in that. I think looks cool or I think does cool shit mm. just cause I think it does. And it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. And it makes me happy doing it. That is perfect happiness for me. Having the freedom to do what it is that makes me happy. The freedom and having to be the creative. love and support that goes along with it. That that's all I need to be happy. With. Unlimited freedom to be creative basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. With me, creative it, freedom and support behind it. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think my idea of perfect happiness would probably, Probably be um, anime bitches. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, no, it would probably be the continuous and relentless pursuit of things that I care so deeply about. Okay, um, and just never stopping and never. Somebody quitting. go through and count how many times Jamie said "deep" throughout this podcast. Deep, deep. Um, but and what I mean by that is. Um, my career aspirations to relentlessly pursue those, um, whether that's, it could be a job, it could be my YouTube channel that I want to grow out one day. Uh, it could be my video and photography skills. It could be the van that I want to build. It could be a girl that I'm interested in. It could be like a family that I have one day. The six year old boys are interested in to put in that van, you know, all the, <laughs> Shut the what the fuck? <laughs> I'm sorry. You, sorry. Okay, yes. Continue. Um, and no, it would, it's just the relentless pursuit of things that I think worthy of my time. Yeah. Um, and that is everything that I just mentioned and just, 
I don't care if I fail. Yeah. Um, because that's a part of life and you cannot be happy if you cannot accept failure. Um, but it would be to go after everything I care about deeply. <laughs> there it is again. Uh, just everything I care about and going after it without hesitation and really yeah. just giving my all to everything that I think is worthy of my go. time. Damn. Well, yeah, that's, I think that's a good answer. That is a really good answer. All right. We maybe have time for like one or two more questions and then we're going to have to, uh, to sign off. So here we go. Okay. So we're going to do three more, three more questions. All yeah, right. Rapid fire. Do, no, 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 no. Okay. We're going to do question seven. Question 69. Okay. And question 420. Okay. All right. So hold on. I'll find question seven. Okay. Question seven is on what occasion do you lie? Um, uh, the only example I can think of, I'm going to spare the person's name. Okay. Um, but it's Wait, like, will I know this person when I hear what you're saying? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, it was a situation. This is like kind of the rare exception. Um, it was a situation where I actually felt like I was being stalked. Oh, oh yeah. By somebody I knew I would never see. I had met her once. I knew she had no connection to me outside of that one encounter, which was to buy a concert ticket. Yep. Um, and I, I lied saying that I had a girlfriend <laughs> because I, I felt like she was mentally unstable and I didn't want to like make things worse. And I knew yeah, that you she didn't would want your house burned down in the middle of the and night. I, well, I knew, I knew she would never actually see me in person and I felt like I could get away with it. And to be honest, like, do I think lying is good? No, but no. it got me out of that situation. It's helped. Wait, I hope she's not listening to this. <laughs> she, she is definitely listening to this, bro. Hi, lady who shall not be named, but you know exactly who you are. You should see the look on Jamie's face. Right uh, now. I feel bad. <laughs> well, that is the price of podcast fame. <laughs> Everyone knows your dirty business. Um, the only it's opportunity or opportunity. The only um instance where I think it's like even remotely acceptable to lie is like for someone's like benefit, but not on like a crazy scale you know what i mean like it's yeah. like if if someone like you know they just spent like three hours getting ready and then shows up in like some outfit that was like in it like a, a leap like you know it's like uh it took them a while to get that together just just tell them they look good and let them go about their day stuff like that mm -hmm. like like you know don't don't like something where you're just saving someone from feeling shitty unnecessarily mm -hmm. you know so something like that like you know i don't i don't know because like there's been people who have like like I, I go to like car meets sometimes and, and like there's people who are so damn proud of their whatever car and they're like, yo, of their they're, Prius. Yeah. Oh, they're fucking weird Prius. And they're just like, yeah, I'm so proud of this thing. I love it. But proud like, Prius. Like who am I to take away your happiness of loving your Prius by going, oh yeah. Like, I, like but giving you my honest fucking opinion Prius. on a Prius. I mean like it's fucking Prius, bro. Like, no, it's disgusting. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, who am, who am I to say that? I'll just be like, I'll just tell a little white lie and be like, yeah, it's nice. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it just saves. And then it. move on. Yeah, exactly. Move on and just run the other direction. <laughs> and you'll probably outrun the Prius. while you're <laughs> I can do better burnouts and sneakers than a Prius can do on concrete. All right. Question 69. Okay. Question 69 reads. Nice. Who is your favorite movie director and what's your favorite movie from them? Oh, that's an easy question for me. Quentin Tarantino. I Kill thought you were going to say Tarantino. Tarantino. Kill I've never Bill. watched Kill Bill. What? Nani? 
My uh, my favorite is Christopher Nolan. Okay. My favorite is Inception. I've never seen Inception. I think we have to do Kill Bill and an Inception night. All right, I'm down. Kill Bill and Inception. That's a really weird mix of movies. But remember when we uh, finished a podcast last last year, and then we ordered uh, Five Guys to the Stew. Oh yeah, and then watched uh, what was the Real Bros of Simi Valley? No, okay, season three is coming out soon. Oh god, I can't oh, wait. God. I hope their production value went up again, and they're just it's even tat. better. Tot. Tat. Is it toy like toy nups? No, it's tat. Oh, it's tat. tat. Right. Um, yeah, it was Arrival. Arrival. Okay. Arrival was the movie. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, question four twenty, right? Because that was question sixty nine. Yeah. Okay. Let me just uh, find four twenty. Question four twenty. Uh, okay. Here we go. Question four twenty. <clears throat> if you could ask your future self one question. Holy shit! I, what I I I don't I don't know. Here's the thing: it's like I am so like. There's very few questions I will ever be asked that I actually feel like I struggle to answer. Yeah, this is one of them. Like, like I don't know what I would say to future. What would I ask my future self? Like, let's say you snap, like somehow a laser beam shot down from the sky or whatever, and boom, the future. You know what I do? Teleported back in time. You know what I would do? What are you asking them? Did you try hard enough? Obviously, they're in the future. No, but like... They got there. They made it. <laughs> did no, you try I, I hard you enough? enough? Yeah, like, in your pursuit of goals, yeah. Yeah. And if future yeah, self says no, then, then I know, you know I got to change that future. But what if the fact that they came from the future and told you didn't try hard enough means you try so hard you burn yourself out and then don't try i don't know no Sorry. but i tried knowing, to make some sort of weird my future right no. s- i shouldn't say no try to do a bit knowing me i would tell my past self no just to make myself work harder nice just go it's like kicking ass you know you need it yeah yeah um even even if i did yeah yeah honestly just um, say no but yeah you say no and that that kind of stokes so, the fire it's funny because it's like it's a question where it's like you have to separate your future self as a different person yeah it's a third person, but at the same yeah. time it's still you so you also have to think what would you answer yeah to I, that I, question I what would you want your answer to be from that future self <sighs> okay. that's also i don't, I don't even it. know what i would ask my future self because like for me like i don't know i have i have a lot of goals i'll have a lot of goals a lot of uh Sorry, I have a lot of things that I that I want to complete with in my life, and and you know, and completing any number of these goals, even just completing one of these goals individually properly and executing it well, will still make me happy mm. overall, even if I don't complete the other goals. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I think it would be more of a, what what are you currently pushing towards? Like what? Like I think it would be a two part question. Like what is the greatest thing you think you have achieved in your in your life? I wouldn't want to know that. Or like, I, I would want to know, like, or like in terms of like actual genuine life satisfaction, not necessarily like, oh, I want a Grammy or, oh, I, you know, it'd be one of those. Are you like, enlightened? <laughs> um, have you met Aristotle? Should I meditate? <laughs> no, the answer is no. Um, hey, I meditate sometimes, not very often. Oh, very I, infrequently, well, well, but I do. I, I, I don't know for me like i don't meditate in the traditional sense like for me when i do something that i enjoy it's meditative my, it's meditative exactly like and whether that be me sitting down for two hours and playing video games just being able to sit down and do something that i want to do 
and, and whether or not it's pushing me forward or backwards in productivity, the fact that I, I'm doing something that I genuinely want to do and I'm not spending time on this earth doing something that I don't want to do. Feel in control. I feel in control. I love it. And I, I guess, you know what, that would be the, that would be one of the questions that I asked myself is, is just, you know, forget the other question I was saying, like, what have you achieved? It's like, are you doing things or are you consistently doing things that make you genuinely happy or are things that you do, like are things that you do on a regular basis making you happy? Do you feel in control of your life? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. Yeah. Do you feel in control of your life? That's the best way to boil that all those yeah. points down to. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll open that question up to the floor. Do you feel <laughs> good with in your life? Of your in control life. of your life. That's that's the word. Um, but you know, that, that, that can be the name of the podcast. Do you feel in control of your life? Episode one of uh, our season, of season two. two of Hold On Nothing. But we've uh, we've just gone over the hour limit. We're hitting about uh, 65 minutes. So I think that's all the time we have today for, uh, for questions and our philosophical brains to uh, mm-hmm. spew our weird nonsense onto the airwaves. Indeed. But, uh, but, you know, as usual, I have been Roland Prince and uh, the guy across the table over there, that is uh, Jamie, Jamesius Lysicus. Yes. Uh, so you can find me on Instagram at Roland the Prince. You can find Jamie at James Life with an extra E. So it's Life And theme. I got a website now. Yes. Oh, you do got a website. Plug, I got it, a website plug it, plug now. it, plug it, plug it, plug it. Head to lifesbetterabroad.com. Lifesbetterabroad.com. And also, if you want to find any of your studio needs, recording, mixing, mastering, podcasting, whatever you need. Uh, hit me up at uh, glassportal.ca. Oh, sorry. I, I, you do you do it. Yeah, glassportal.ca. 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 Lifesbetterabroad.com as well for, uh, for everything James Lee. But uh, thank you so much again. I've been Roland Prince. This has been my boy Jamie Lee. We mm-hmm. will uh, see you next time for the second episode of season two. So excited to be back. Love you all. Oh, this was awesome. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs>